1: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The
0: more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is.
1: Learn more at meta.com/slash metaverse impact.
0: Welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. U.S. antitrust enforcers have broadened their scrutiny of Amazon going beyond its vast retail operations to include its massive cloud computing business. According to Bloomberg sources, investigators at the Federal Trade Commission have recently been asking software companies about practices around Amazon's cloud unit. Joining me is Jennifer Ree, Bloomberg Intelligence Senior Litigation Analyst. So, Jen, Amazon's cloud business dominates the market by far, and it's very profitable for the company. Tell us a little bit about its dominance.
1: Well, first, I think, June, on Amazon's cloud dominance, you know, cloud computing is a great, big, fast, kind of complex industry out there. And so part of Amazon's dominance will depend on how the market is defined, you know, the competitive sphere, which is an economic analysis that the agencies do, the antitrust agencies do to determine what the market shares are in concentration. They have to put the boundaries on. So if you look at it as infrastructure, sort of the baseline infrastructure needed for cloud computing, if that's the way a market is defined, which is reasonable. Yes, it looks like Amazon could, by some measures, have around a 50% share, with Microsoft being the next competitor, but other big ones in there too, like Alibaba and IBM. So it seems to me that it makes sense that the FTC may be moving over to look at the cloud business, particularly if there have been any competitor or customer complaints about the terms that Amazon may impose. I'm not saying that you know, they'll find wrongdoing or there is wrongdoing, but when they're looking for a monog- monopolistic conduct, they're looking in areas where a company is dominant. You cannot really engage in monopolistic conduct where you aren't dominant. So if, in fact, they're looking at this infrastructure as the market, and Amazon does have this fairly significant share there, it makes sense for them to be looking at its conduct in that area.
0: What are the antitrust issues the FTC might specifically be looking at here? And what might the investigators be asking software companies?
1: Well, the software companies are a bigger group of smaller players that create the software and applications that run on top of this infrastructure. So they are in this position, much like some of the sellers on Amazon's retail site, that they are a customer of Amazon's, but they're also a competitor of Amazon because Amazon also competes for some of those applications and software that run on top of the infrastructure. And so the question becomes... Is Amazon doing anything that's harming them, let's say by... Tying entities that use its infrastructure, buy its infrastructure services, I guess is the way to say it, and also forcing some of them to buy its software where it has more competition. You know, if somebody needs Amazon's infrastructure because they don't have many other options or don't like the other options, so they're dependent on Amazon, and then Amazon requires them also to buy the software, the applications, it could push out some of these smaller software applications makers that don't also have that infrastructure piece. So they could be asking the software vendors about that kind of conduct by Amazon and whether they're affected by it.
0: Does that echo in any respect the issues that the FTC is looking into in Amazon's retail business?
1: You know, it's very similar. It's kind of like issues that can arise when a company is vertically integrated. When they're vertically integrated, they are competing with companies that are also their customers. And it's the same way on the retail website, where Amazon hosts these customers, these entities that sell on Amazon's website, but it also competes against them by selling its own products. And whenever a company is in that position and in one of those pieces whether it be you know, where they're competing or where they are actually servicing, they have some market dominance, and they're needed by these entities. They could leverage that, and that's the concern sometimes in antitrust when they're looking at a vertically integrated company that is doing business with other companies that aren't vertically integrated in that same manner
0: the Amazon inquiry is part of the antitrust investigations that are sort of sweeping across the tech industry. Just briefly describe the broad scope of the investigations.
1: Sure. Well, we understand many of them. We understand the details and others we don't because these investigations are confidential and the enforcement agencies can't talk about them until the companies that are being investigated have said something. So we do hear the agencies talking about Google and an investigation of Google that's ongoing by the DOJ because Google has mentioned it. We do know the FTC's investigating Amazon. We also understand it may be investigating Facebook and that the DOJ may also be investigating Apple. But on top of those two federal enforcers, we also understand that a group of state attorneys general from most of the states in the U.S. have gotten together and are also engaging in a sweeping investigation of the conduct of these big tech platforms as well as Congress. There are House committees that are also conducting hearings and asking for information. So across the board, we have a deep look into the conduct of these companies that I think a lot of people out there, particularly some uh, antitrust economists, have felt is a long time coming.
0: As you mentioned, there may be no consequences at all for Amazon. But if there were consequences, what could they be short of breakup of a company?
1: Sure. And you know what? There's an awful lot short of a breakup of the company. So if the FTC finishes this investigation and they've determined that they think Amazon has engaged in conduct behavior that violates the antitrust laws, Amazon has the option of settling. You know, we just saw that with Facebook settling when they violated some terms of a previous consent order with the FTC. And that could be, you know, any number of conduct requirements. It could be requirements to treat these entities they're doing business with in a non-discriminatory manner and fairly. It could be about certain terms in contracts with companies they do business with and you must add a term or you must eliminate a term that violates the antitrust laws. So it could really a big range. That would be one option. So that would be a settlement, which is called a consent order. Now, if no settlement can be reached and the FTCs determined a violation has occurred, then their next option is to file a lawsuit. And a lawsuit would go to trial and it would actually be a judge that would determine whether the laws were violated and whether the remedy is needed and what that remedy would be. Now, a breakup is one remedy that the agencies could seek. I'm fairly certain you wouldn't see a breakup as a remedy that would be in a settlement, because I don't think any of these companies would settle for something like that. I think they would fight that in court. And it would ultimately have to be a judge that would decide that wrongdoing has occurred and that the only remedy that works is a breakup.
0: Well, when we talk about breaking up big tech, the name that comes to mind is Senator Elizabeth Warren, who's been <laughs> campaigning on that for some time. Warren is circulating a bill proposing sweeping anti-monopoly legislation, including a retroactive review of about two decades of mega mergers. And Bloomberg News has gotten a hold of that bill that's been circulating. What else would it do?
1: You know, it's a pretty drastic bill. It would be a very drastic change to the way mergers are evaluated under the antitrust law today. And and I honestly don't think it has much of a chance of getting passed. I think there would even be a substantial number of Democrats that might not be willing to go this far because it would put what we call a per se ban on certain mergers of a certain size. You know, across the board, you can't merge. If you're over a certain size, you know, those numbers I actually don't have in front of me. But it would effectively ban most merger and acquisition activity by any of the big tech firms. And you know, economists disagree on a lot of things in antitrust, but they might agree on the fact that just because two big companies are merging doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be anti-competitive or potentially harm consumers. There are some industries where scale can add efficiencies that can be good for consumers. So having a per se ban on mergers of a certain size doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. And I think it would be considered fairly drastic. You know, it also looks at the concept of going back and breaking up these companies. First, for the FTC or DOJ to do studies like that, I think they'd need a lot more resources than they have now. Because any attempt to go back and look at a merger would be difficult in terms of the evidence that they'd have to accumulate to win in court. And then, of course, they'd have to go to court. And this would be a real uphill climb in court to actually convince a judge that some of these companies that you know, have now been merged for many years and are integrated, that they should be broken up. So just at the outset, in order to do something like that, both agencies would need a lot more resources than they have now.
0: Last time, I believe, the feds tried to break up a company, it was Microsoft, and there was the Microsoft trial. When was the last time they actually did break up a company?
1: Well, you know, there are some very small deals where where the FTC and DOJ have actually broken up companies. It's something that they use for deals that don't have to file notification under the Hart-Scott-Rodino Act. You know, that Hart-Scott-Rodino Act only catches mergers of a certain size. So smaller mergers that fall under it don't need to be notified to the government and there's no waiting period. So the companies can go ahead and close, you know, very soon after they've signed their agreement. But some of these deals, even though they're small, are anti-competitive. They can't even be mergers to monopoly. And one of the things that the FTC and DOJ does that I think flies under the radar quite a bit, but they do, is go after some of these deals, particularly when there have been customer complaints. So one, I think, notable example is bizarre voice power reviews. Now, this is several years ago. This was in 2013. But the acquisition had closed in 2012. And the DOJ filed a lawsuit in 2013, and they did manage to win at trial in the court ordered Bizarre Voice to sell the Power Review's assets. You know, that's just one example. You also have an FTC lawsuit over acquisition of a drug by Ovation. That's another one where they forced a breakup. And recently, there's been a private lawsuit, companies called Geldwen and Craftmaster, which make door skins, which I I had never heard of (laughs) until I read that. I have no idea what that is. Yeah, but that was actually a private lawsuit in which a judge ordered a breakup of the company. So it's not unheard of.
0: Going back to Elizabeth Warren's bill, would that make the FTC a sort of super agency, perhaps more powerful than the Justice Department
1: in the area of
0: antitrust
1: mergers? No, I don't know that it would do that. But I I think that it would give the FTC a lot more power and a lot more clout but they'd also need a lot more resources than they have, I think, to do what's contemplated in that bill.
0: Thanks, Jen. That's Jennifer Ree, Bloomberg Intelligence Senior Litigation Analyst. For more of Jen's analysis, go to B.I. Go on the Bloomberg Terminal. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcast. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg.